This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. The melodic minor scale is one of those scales that can be used to explain what we call chord scale theory in jazz improvisation. And melodic minor scale sounds like this. It's essentially like the mixture of a minor scale and a major scale, having the major third included in it. And you can do all sorts of different cool things playing the melodic minor scale in different sorts of ways over top of different kinds of chords. Well, in today's episode, I want to simplify all of that. Forget about all of the possibilities that you could use the melodic minor scale in jazz improvisation and narrow it down to three that I think will be really helpful for you for using the melodic minor scale. Let's jump right into it. All right, what's up, everybody? Brent here. I am a jazz coach. I am a jazz musician. I'm here to help you learn how to play jazz while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Really excited to be here. Now, uh, the other week in our monthly jazz masterminds, which are live Q&A sessions that we do in my Inner Circle membership, someone asked a really interesting question. And that question was, how can I use the melodic minor scale in jazz improvisation? What chords can I play the melodic minor scale over to help me improvise? I thought it was a great question because as I mentioned in the intro, the melodic minor scale is one of those scales that if you dig into any like college music theory textbook, especially when it comes to jazz, you're going to see like a million different ways to use the melodic minor scale, a lot of different concepts behind it, uh, different approaches to using it. So I'm going to go over the three ways that you can use the melodic minor scale over three different chords that will come up in jazz standards time and time again. And so I'm really going to narrow it down to these three because in my opinion, you're going to get a lot more value out of this lesson today if we just really give you a simple way of thinking about melodic minor scales that's not going to make you have to count scale degrees, that's not going to make you have to think of the modes of the melodic minor scale, like all that can get confusing really quickly. All I want you to really do is just to know what the melodic minor scale actually is and then how to apply it over just three different chords that will come up time and time again in jazz standards. Before we go into what those three melodic minor applications are, I always like to give my scales disclaimer, okay? When it comes to jazz improvisation, scales shouldn't be used as the primary resource or tool for improvisation. Uh, like I just said in a second ago, they are essentially just a tool. They are a way to conceptualize note choices that you can make over top of different chords. I like to call these pitch collections. So for example, if I have a B flat major seven chord, right? Then one pitch collection that's very obvious is 
right? That's just the major scale, right? We can play the major scale over top of a B flat major seventh chord. And essentially the B flat major scale is showing us notes that are definitely going to sound good over top of that chord, right? So it's a pitch collection because ultimately when we listen to great jazz musicians play, they're really not playing major scales and they're not playing something that sounds like a major scale. But scales can be helpful for conceptualizing jazz language as the melodic minor applications are really going to show you today, or just by simply showing you different notes that you can play. I, I like to always just use the example though, that like, for example, over top of this B flat major seventh chord, technically, if you really wanted to, you could play this. Right, essentially, I'm just playing the chromatic scale, right? I could play any note over top of that B flat major seventh chord. It really just comes down to those are the chord tones, right? Call them the arpeggios of the B flat major seven. It really comes down to how do I resolve those chromatic notes? Right? That sounded a little bit more like jazz, right? Right? As long as I'm resolving to the chord tones with the chromatic scale in mind, then it's going to still sound good, right? And that really is kind of the freedom that jazz offers. So I say all that, my scales disclaimer, just to point out to you that just because we're saying you can play the melodic minor over top of this scale, it's really just helping you conceptualize, hopefully gain some patterns, some muscle memory, some idea of the notes that you could target and play not necessarily that you should play these as linear patterns. Okay, so the disclaimer aside, let's go into the three applications of the melodic minor. So let's first start with the chords that we're going to be applying the melodic minor scale over top of. Let's use a two, five, one in D minor, okay? And a two, five, one, whoops, that's the chord. A two, five, one is E minor seven flat five, A seven, and Finally, of course, D minor seven, and really any variation of those, right? Like, feel like adding the 13, sharp 11, or whatever, right? Just the ninth there and the one chord. So E minor seven, flat five, A seven, D minor seven. That's the two, five, one. So what are the qualities of those chords? It's a minor seven, flat five for the two chord. A dominant seventh chord for the five chord, although oftentimes in a minor situation, some kind of altered, you know, chord is very common. And then you have their one chord, which is a minor seventh chord, right? Great. So let's start with the first quality. What can we play over top of this half diminished chord, this E minor seven flat five? Here's the rule, very simple rule to remember. You can play a melodic minor scale, a minor third up from the chord that you're playing, the root of the chord that you're playing. So E minor seven flat five, if we understand just a basic intervallic relationship of what a minor third is, right? That's a minor third. By the way, minor third, that's the third of the minor seven flat five chord is G natural, okay? So it really just requires you know that, okay, what a minor third is up from E or whatever chord you're playing, whatever minor seven flat five chord you're playing, and what the actual melodic minor scale is, right? So what's the melodic minor scale? Okay, here's the root. So it's one, two, flat three, four, 
major six, major seven, to the eight or the root. Right, like I said earlier, kind of a mixture between the minor scale and the major scale. Now that you know what the scale is, you know what a minor third is, what you can do now is play that E minor 7 flat 5 and that G melodic minor scale now that we're playing, right? Because the G note is a minor third up from the E, the E root note. And we're playing the melodic minor. That works over top of the E minor 7, right? E minor 7 flat 5 chord. And you can hear that, right? totally makes sense, right? If you really start analyzing it and you're familiar with other scales you can play over the uh, the minor 7 flat 5, really when you start looking at it, right, when we start looking at it, it's kind of like playing the Locrian sharp 2. If you don't know what the Locrian sharp 2 scale is, don't worry about it. This is just another way essentially of playing a very similar pitch collection over top of the E minor 7 flat 5. So, What's the rule? Let's first restate the rule. The rule is you can play over half diminished chords, minor seven flat five chords. You can play a melodic minor scale, a minor third up from the root chord that you're playing. E minor seven flat five, you can play a G melodic minor scale. And that is a perfectly acceptable pitch collection that will sound good. The notes will sound good over top of that chord. Awesome, right? So let's move on to the second chord in our 2-5-1, which obviously is the 5 chord, right? And so in the case of a 2-5-1 in D minor, that's going to be an A7. And like I mentioned earlier, oftentimes in jazz, like when you have a minor, especially when you have a minor 2-5-1, it's kind of like often altered. What does that mean altered, by the way? So an altered dominant seventh chord could be all of the above or just some of the above. And the possible alter alterations are the flat nine, the sharp nine, you can play the sharp 11, you can play the flat 13, right? So that's, that's technically whenever you see on a chord chart, if it says alt beside it, that's what it's insinuating right there, right? That kind of tense sound that really needs to be resolved, right? And jazz musicians really use altered sounds a lot in jazz improvisation, whether it's a major or a minor, 2-5-1 or uh, whatever the context is. Like You hear that a lot happening in jazz. They like to create tension and resolution in their lines. So this next melodic application, melodic minor application, is really helpful for conceptualizing that idea. So here's the rule. If you have a dominant seventh chord, you can play a melodic minor scale, a half step up from the root note. Okay, so in this case, we have an A7 chord. A half step up is B flat. So a half step, just like one, one step there. One half step is B flat. And so I can play a melodic minor scale. So we can now play the B flat melodic minor scale. Same formula, right? Once you know the formula for a melodic minor scale, it's the same. All you really have to be able to do is play it in all 12 keys, right? 
And better yet, like sometimes when we talk about playing things in all 12 keys and like worrying about that, like, oh, what are the actual notes, right? We're playing the B flat and then we're playing the C and then we're playing, right, the D flat. Like, yeah, it can be helpful and important to know what the actual notes are. But more importantly, especially for jazz improvisation is can you hear it? Like, can you hear it in that key? And then, of course, like you'll develop muscle memory on your instrument for what that sounds and feels like on your instrument, right? But I mean, jazz musicians aren't thinking about what every single note in the melodic minor scale is. It's more like a sound that they're hearing, right? And yes, it does start with like actually knowing and analyzing, but then eventually it just becomes a sound, right? And, and a muscle memory pattern that you develop. Does that make sense? Um, so again, the rule is we have a dominant seventh chord. A half step up from that, you can play... A melodic minor scale and you might ask why right okay because we have this a7 right here okay you might notice that that actually does sound good over the a7 chord right here's our a7 and again those are our b our b flat our b flat melodic minor scale that sounds good because it's actually altering a lot of those chord tones those notes within the A7 chord. So for example, if you think about it, what is a B flat note, the B flat melodic minor, what is the B flat, the root note, as it compared to the A7? It's the flat nine. We already talked about that. So one of the alterations over a dominant seventh chord can be a flat nine. So you actually start the scale with the flat nine and then the sharp nine of the chord, right? And then you play the third. Right? So it's the flat nine, the sharp nine, and the third of that A7. So essentially we're playing an altered dominant seventh chord here when we're playing a melodic minor scale a half step above the root note. Right? So all these sounds, they sound really, 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 really cool. Right? So we just... Playing all the... We got the flat seven in there flat 13 all that's really in there and it's making this dominant seventh chord sound super altered now you might have heard before like what's another scale you can play over top of a dominant seventh chord to make it sound altered well it's the altered scale and so technically the altered scale is the melodic minor scale it's actually the seventh mode of the melodic minor scale and once again like i'm going to stop right there because a lot of people get super confused by modes and the major modes are way easier to explain. And the melodic minor modes for me are just so much more difficult and the application is so less prevalent than the use cases for the major. And so that's why, like for me, thinking about the altered scale as the seventh mode of the melodic minor and then thinking of it that way, right, in the terms of modes, I think that can get super confusing. That's why, to me, this is a little bit easier. This is just going like, all I need to know is the melodic minor scale, and then all I need to know is the rule. And then now you got a great pitch collection to use for all third dominant seventh chords, right? Which can be used really anytime we're resolving to a one chord of any sort or any chord that's being tonicized anyways, right? So one more time just to restate the rule. Dominant seventh chord, half step up, you can play the melodic minor. In this case, A7, you can play the B flat melodic minor scale. 
Okay. Bringing us to our last chord of the two, five, one, which is the D minor seven. That's the one chord, right? Two, five, one. All right. So this one is super easy because over top of any one chord that you're playing, any one minor chord, you play the melodic minor scale of that one minor chord. So you play, in this case, the D melodic minor, right? Easy. Okay, so you might ask yourself, like you may be like, Brent, but why it, can we do that, right? Okay, why can we play the melodic minor scale? Because as we know, the melodic minor has the major seventh in it, and we're not playing a D major seven, we're playing a D minor seven. But there's a couple reasons for this. I'll give you reason number one that is kind of the easiest one to talk about, right? And reason number one is that one, a very perfectly acceptable, cool substitution that you can play for a minor one chord is the minor major seventh chord. And really, it's like this the chord that you could associate directly with the melodic minor scale. It's essentially like you're playing um, a, a minor seventh chord, which is root third flat seven, uh, sorry, root flat three, five flat seven, right? But the only difference really is you're playing the major seven. So root flat three, five major seven, right? And so you get this sound, right? That kind of mysterious uh sound i guess you call it the double i guess it's sort of like doesn't that play at the end of the 007 theme so it's a familiar sound that you might be aware of it's kind of a mysterious sound and absolutely in jazz like you can substitute that for a minor one chord it'll just give it a little bit more flavor a little bit more mystery right and again let's go back to the the concept of scales being pitch collections right? They aren't like, oh, we have to play the major seven or the minor seven for that matter over top of the one chords, right? It's just an option. Like we now have an option that is completely acceptable to actually resolve to. Like, so we could resolve our line to, right? To the major seven, which would seem weird, but if you're playing a minor major seven, it's completely acceptable to do that. Okay. That's explanation number one, why it works. Explanation number two is a little bit more complicated, but bear with me for a second. In minor harmony, it's it's different than major harmony, right? In major harmony, we have one scale. We have the major scale. Okay? And if you're not a big theory junkie and I'm going over your head for a second, at least just listen to what I'm playing. When we harmonize a major scale with seventh chords, we get this sound. We get the major one chord, the minor two chord, minor three chord, the major four chord, the dominant five chord, minor six chord, the half diminished seventh chord, and finally back to the major one chord. That's major harmony. That's where we get two, five, one chord progressions from. One, three, six, two, five, one chord. All the chord progressions in major harmony come from that, right? And then with minor harmony, though, it's a lot more complicated. And what's the reason for that? It's because we have actually three minor scales. The first one is the natural minor scale. Okay. The second one is the harmonic minor scale. 
which by the way, also has the major seventh in it, right? But it has the flat six in it. So the, the melodic minor scale is the third minor scale. So if you're tracking with me, we have three minor scales and you can harmonize seventh chords with all three of those minor scales. When you do that, you're gonna get different results, right? So for the the natural minor scale, the one chord is always going to be just a regular old minor seventh chord. But if we're harmonizing, for example, the melodic minor scale, the one chord is going to be a minor major seventh chord, right? So technically, technically, a one chord just by theoretical definition, by theoretical fact, because we have three different scales we can harmonize, is a true one chord, okay? It is a, it is one choice for the one chord, okay? And you can make arguments, like if you really want to get into the weeds with the theory and you're on that level, you know, there, there are situations where, for example, the five chord, when harmonized with the natural minor, it's not, it's, it's not a dominant seventh chord, which is just absolutely never going to happen, right? Like the five chord, you know, 9.9999 times out of 10 is always going to be a dominant seventh chord, right? It's the five chord is just always a dominant. So in all of music, it just, the five resolves to the one, like there's, there's no dominant. There's not really a, a, a I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are, there are definitely scenarios. Um, even in one of our inner circle studies, we had an argument for why the five chord might not be a dominant seventh chord, but pretty much in every single scenario, the five chord is going to be a dominant seventh chord, right? So sometimes when you're harmonizing these scales, it's like, well, that's an obvious not choice, right? You're not going to play um, a major seventh in st- or a, a, for for the dominant seventh chord. You're going to play a, a dominant seven, right? So these are important things to know about minor harmony is it's not always equal here. But again, this was a bit of a tangent, all just to say that the minor one chord can most certainly be a minor major seventh chord. So... That's why you can play the melodic minor over any one chord, and it's totally going to be cool, and it's going to give you some flavor. Okay, cool. I spent a little extra time on that, going to the weeds on some theory, but if you didn't understand all that, that's totally okay, too. It's just to try to explain how this all sort of works. But really, the most important thing for you to remember is just simply this. What are the formulas for these three chords? Let's review it. The first one, we got the minor 7 flat 5 chord. You can play a melodic minor scale, a minor third up from the root of that chord. Okay, the dominant seventh chord, right? You can play a melodic minor scale a half step up from that dominant seventh chord that you're playing. And over a one chord, over a one minor seventh chord, you can play a melodic minor starting from the root of that chord. Okay. And to me, this is like the basics of melodic minor theory. And for many of you and most of you, this is about as far as you will go or really need to go. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of serious about that. I'm not saying that like, 
exploring melodic minor theory on a deeper level isn't helpful or isn't useful or could might be a really good thing for you to actually do absolutely if you're interested in melodic minor theory knock yourself out and go for it but scales i never like people to get too overly obsessed over when it comes to jazz improvisation because i find that it easily can be obsessed over but this is just an easy way to think about it and a simple application over the most common chords that you're going to come up with in melodic minor, sorry, in minor harmony in general that shows up in jazz standards. And so you're going to see a minor two, five, one all of the time in jazz standards left and right. And now you have melodic minor application over top of that, that you can actually take action on and use. Make sense? All right, my friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. By the way, if you need help with your jazz improvisation, maybe you need help with jazz theory, some of the stuff we talked about today, or just improvisation, or certainly if you need help learning jazz standards, definitely check out our Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle membership. That's actually the inspiration for today's episode. I mentioned it was asked in one of our monthly jazz masterminds, our Q&A sessions that we do. And uh, it's a really great time. Like We all learn together. There's a lot of musicians in there playing all sorts of different instruments. And uh, we, we learn new jazz standards every single month. There's courses and everything you really need. And uh, the community is just really fun. Like people posting recordings of themselves, getting feedback. My team and me are in there giving feedback. So if you're just someone who wants to improve your jazz playing faster, get that support, highly recommend it. You can check it out at ljsinnercircle.com or check out the link in the show notes or wherever you're listening to the podcast in your podcast player, you'll find it in the show description. Would love to have you, my friend. All right, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We're going to be coming out with another great podcast episode next week. Happy practicing, and we'll see you back then. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.